Right now over at BetMGM, the Bucks four and a half point favorites, the Suns four and a half point dogs. The total is 220 and a half. The Bucks on the money line minus 185, the Suns plus 150. Let's talk Bucks now with Rami Makhlouf from 1250 AM the Fan. Also does some work over at 670 the Score in Chicago. Here on two of our Odyssey stations. How about that? Find him on Twitter. Rami is tweeting. Rami, what's going on tonight, man? You watching the Derby? I am. Hold on. How much winnings are you giving back to the community? Because you show me. You're you're very good at this. That's why you got that job. You show me what you make with your extracurricular work off the air. How much of that is going back to the community, man, since you're calling out Richard Branson? Yeah. Well, well, I don't have Richard Branson type. No, put put a receipt on your degeneratism. Is that a word? I want to know how much money you're giving back. Hey, I get back to the community. I get back to the local bars. I get back to the local wing stops. I I give back to anywhere that, you know what I mean? I give back. I give back. Job creator. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I am supporting, I am supporting, uh, Small small franchise business. I was trying to think of what I could say <laughs> and not get a text from any of the bosses. Um, the so service industry. Yeah, the, the service, service industry. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm helping out the economy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, Rami, the Bucks tomorrow night, Wednesday night. I keep thinking we're, that we're getting NBA tomorrow night. We're not. Um, the Bucks are four and a half point favorites again. They pick up the victory last night. It was awesome. They won by 20. Everybody contributed. It was great seeing Bobby Portis get off the bench and get a standing O and have his name chanted. Any chance the Bucks are able to get it done in Game Four and tie this series up, or do you think uh, would you lean Phoenix? Hold on, hold on. I'm not much of a, a gambling man, but I'll, I'll take I'll take that four and a half and then some. I think I think the Bucks have have figured something out in this series, and it didn't even it wasn't just Game Three. You look at you look at Game Two, and if not for a freakish shooting performance by that Suns by that Suns team, that I don't think they're capable of recreating. I, I know, I know the NBA is, is, is three-point crazy now, but even in a three-point crazy NBA, going 20 for 40 from behind the three-point line is just not something that, that's sustainable or recreatable in my experience. And, and, and beyond that, the Bucks shot more free throws. They had more fast break points. They won the boards in game two. They were just missing a lot of little bunny putbacks. I think you started to see the tide turn in this series in game two, and I don't think it's turning back. I was never too worried about it, even when they were down 0-2. I told Bucks fans, if, if this team, if, you, if we find this team down 0-2, don't be too worried about it. I like the Bucks' chances of stealing a game in Phoenix later in the series than I do early in the series because Giannis's knee is only going to get stronger, and we've seen this team just have a propensity to kind of figure the other team out and find their footing and find their chemistry as the series goes along. And get I don't think the Bucks lose again in the NBA Finals. I think it's it's going to be Bucks and Six. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, there you go. Whoa, Thank you. We're on the same page. Whoa. Quentin's all over the Suns. See, this is my problem with doing this show sometimes. Brian gets to get he gets you know you know we talk about coaching trees. We got this little Milwaukee tree that he just brings on our show. Yeah, we got Winkler on like three times already. You know, like, what the heck is this? I, I was with you for a lot of that argument, and then you just said they don't lose another game. Okay, here's my question. Here's my question. Okay, a lot of these guys, of course, we know role players play better at home. Do you think it, this is sustainable? I guess you do. For Drew Holiday to give you five threes and nine to 50%, 57 from the field. Like, do you think all these guys are going to continue to show up and continue to play as, as they have last night? Or do you think that this thing would be, like you said, you would take them to cover four and a half as well as as home favorites as well? Like, DeAndre Ayton was in foul trouble. Do you, you really stand by that? I don't think I don't think Aiton is going to stop being in foul trouble. Either that, or he's just going to have to get out of Giannis's way because that's a mismatch. And so is anything else 
that they throw at Giannis, and not just at, at Giannis, down in the paint, the Bucks' advantage is, is kind of ridiculous, guys. I think it was John Hollander this morning I was reading in The Athletic, and he had a bunch of little videos and, and, and screenshots of, of when the Bucks were, were, get, were pulling down rebounds and getting putbacks. And just the size difference, the height and the size difference of the guys that were down there for the Bucks compared to the guys that were down there for the Suns is remarkable. And I think that the longer this series goes, the more the Bucks are realizing how much that size advantage is and how much they can exploit it. And not just through Giannis, but through Bobby Portis, through Brooke Lopez, even Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton getting into the lane and, and getting some of their points that way. I don't know that I trust, and this, 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 is, this is the crux of the problem with the Bucks. You bring up Holiday and you bring up Middleton. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can count on either one or both of those guys to show up with their A game every night, but I just think that the Suns have so few answers for Giannis that if either Middleton or Drew Holiday has their B game on a given night, I think that's what we saw last night. That was Drew Holiday's B game. That wasn't even his A game. Either one of those two guys has their B game on a given night and is the second or third best player on the court between the two teams, the Bucks are going to win that game. We're that talking. Was, what's go on? Go on. Go on. That was Drew Holiday's B game. Oh yeah, that was Drew Holiday's B, B game. Yeah. And he was that shooting. Was Chris step, that was Chris Middleton's B minus. He was shooting game. step back threes, contested all night long. You guys in Milwaukee are sick. Both of you guys. You. That was his I'm A game. That was a remembers perfect, Drew's crew. That was a perfect game from Drew Holiday, but okay. Drew's crew. Uh, it's Ryan Horvath. It's Quentin Mayo here on BetMGM tonight on Odyssey, live from BetQL, talking with Rami Makloff. Find him on Twitter. Rami is tweeting. Are you concerned at all about the officiating, about these calls? Because we saw after games one and two when the Bucks fell, you know, they weren't getting to the free throw line. They weren't getting the whistle, but Phoenix was. Now, Monty Williams, you know, he, he goes to the podium last night at the uh, presser after the game, and he kind of complains a little bit. Hey, one guy shot more free throws pretty much than our entire team. Do you worry that now Phoenix is going to get every single call, even in Milwaukee in game four? You know, I, I respect I respect what, what Monty Williams yeah. is doing there, and it's, it's, something, it's something that I've asked for, for Coach Bud to do more of throughout the playoffs when, when calls weren't going their way over the course of a playoff series because I think it matters. I, I think that's, that's, that's sort of tapping into the human element of officiating just planning something in the back of their mind where they feel like they have to, they have to even the scales, you know what I mean? And make everything balanced. So I, I like, I appreciate what he's doing there. I wonder if it, if it doesn't backfire though, because in that, in that one particular case, when you're complaining about Giannis getting to the line as frequently as Giannis got to the line, that's literally your strategy, dude. That's what you wanted to do. You, you, that was intentional. You put him there, by design and and when when he wasn't hitting the free throws you weren't saying anything now that he's now that he's hitting them it's a problem for you and they're calling too many fouls if i'm a referee and again going back to the human element of refereeing and planning something in the back of their mind i might i might i might be looking at monty williams with the side eye and going dude you did this on purpose and you're calling me out on the carpet for it in a press conference i i might give him less calls I might give him less calls than I was giving him before because that's I, I get what Monty Williams is trying to do, but it it's 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 a weird scenario for him to to shine a spotlight on when you're literally game planning to put Giannis at the free throw line and then you're going to complain that the refs are putting him there too frequently. I might take offense to that if I'm a referee. My brother, you have the Bucks winning in six. Bucks and six. I do. So Bucks and six. With that being the it's case. If they go ahead and win this entire 
Oh god, I can't believe I'm even spitballing this. If they win this finals, what what's next for Milwaukee though? Like uh, my 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 colleague here, Ryan, of course, and I'm pretty sure all you guys in Milwaukee believe that you know, win or lose, Bud is here for the future. But what's the next step for this Milwaukee Bucks team if, in the rare event, they do become NBA champions? Well, if they don't win it, I don't, I don't know that Coach Bud is safe. Really? I, I think, it, I, I think, I think it might be. That's I what I'm saying. Yeah, I, he, it, it might be a win or die situation for Coach wow. Bud because, well, I, guys, I, I think the Bucks front office looks at this matchup and sees the same thing that I do, which is that they've given Coach Bud a good enough team, if Giannis is healthy, to win this thing and, and to beat the Phoenix Suns. And if they don't get it done, it's, they probably fell short again for the third season in a row and lost to a team in a seven-game series that they probably should not have lost to. That, at least that's the way I would look at it, and I think that the Bucks front office would look at it the same way. But either way, as far as the roster is concerned, I think this front office is very sold on on that on on the trio of Giannis, Drew, and Chris, in, and even a couple of the guys, a couple of the core pieces around those guys. Bobby Portis has a player option. I would expect that he probably decides to pick that up. He seems real happy and real comfortable in his in his setting and in his surroundings around here. The team really likes what Pat Connaughton brings off the bench. They really like what Brooke Lopez brings to this team. I don't think you're going to see a lot of change to the to the core of this basketball team starting with that big three. But I don't know that Coach Bud is a foregone conclusion if they don't win a championship here in 2021. Yeah, like I went back and forth on that the entire season. And then when they went down 2-0 to the Nets, I was like, oh, Coach Bud is gone. I figured it was conference finals or bust, maybe even NBA finals or bust. What grade would you give Bud? I know we were really hard on him, you know, throughout the really the last three years, especially the last two years after the playoff exit in the bubble. But, I mean, there have been some adjustments. The drop coverage, uh, Drew Holiday picking up Chris Paul full court. I don't know if Bud has anything to do with that. And then last night, playing through Chris Middleton, like, as the facilitator, I thought it was a great offensive game plan. Even in the loss the other night, I thought it was a great offensive game plan. It was just Drew Holiday was blowing shots at the rim. What grade would you give Bud here these last, uh, well, this entire playoff run? For the playoff run, here's my thing with Coach Bud Horvath. Let me talk through this, and I'll give you a grade. At the yeah. End. I, I think a lot of people missed a mark with their criticism of Coach Bud. I, I think from, from an X's and O's, from a strategic standpoint, my, my one knock of him there is that he can be slow to make adjustments, but when he does come up with adjustments and he does come up with solutions, I think they're usually pretty good answers to the problems that are facing the Bucs. It probably just takes him a little too long to see these things and to pull the trigger. Where Coach Bud, I think, really misses the mark, and, and not enough people point this out in their criticism of him, is the human element of coaching, of, of the motivational side of this thing, of having his team in the right mindset and at the right emotional level for, for the size and the magnitude of a game. I feel like too often throughout this playoff run, we've seen either the moment be too big for this Bucks team and they press and they crack under pressure, or we've seen them, and this was mostly the case in, in games where they, 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 they lost in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Hawks, this team not even realizing, seemingly not even realizing how big the moment is and almost – treating it with the intensity and the energy level of a regular season basketball game. And I, I know these guys are professionals and they make a lot of money and they're yeah. so motivated every day and it's the playoffs and how are you not ready for the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. But great coaches are great motivators and great leaders. And I think that's, that's where coach Bud is lacking more than anything. From a basketball standpoint, like I said, I think he's, I think he's an okay coach. I think he's pretty strong actually in his X's and O's and his strategy. I don't think he always has this team 
ready or at the right place mentally for big games. That's that's my problem with him. So you give him a we got about thirty seconds. Are we I'll giving give him a C? I'm a B. I'm okay. A B. I mean, he's in the finals. Can you give a guy worse than a B in the finals? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he can, man. Like, you know, but this is a pass fail. Right, exactly. I think he passes. Rami, thanks so much, man. I gotta let you run. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Go Bucks. We'll talk some more trash to Quentin together later. I enjoy it, guys. Bucks and six for the nation. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Find him on Twitter, Rami Makloff. Rami is tweeting, and uh, you can check him out. Twelve fifty a.m. The fan does the afternoon show over there.